Hello and welcome to the Salacast on Monday, the fifth of April, twenty twenty-one. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess, in the same location again, and Robert Gebb. You're gonna have to move, Cat. I need to sit here. <laughs> this is a Better life not. and death situation. <laughs> Better not be Mr. Cat Boop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some days I do feel like I'm Mr. Cat Poop. <laughs> Having to deal with your disgusting backside, aren't I, Mushy Mush? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want it to be Mushy Bush. No. <laughs> <You definitely don't. laughs> that would not be good. It's a very appropriate uh. nickname, isn't it, Mushy Bush? <laughs> <laughs> Evil. Zachary Burgess from the same location. Me from a different location. Yep, that, that's what I was Rob implying. On, <laughs> Rob from the same location for now. <laughs> yes, not by choice. <laughs> yeah, but not for long. Yeah, yes. that's fun. Uh, how is the other side of pretty much where you lived? <laughs> <laughs> it is 10 minutes down the road from where I've lived for seven years. <laughs> but this place, I own this one, so it's it's a first time. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, it's good getting everything set up. Everything just about fits. I basically bought it, or and I also rent on the basis of like looking at the floor plan and seeing to figure out where my furniture can fit. So luckily, it fits. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm good. I'm hoping to be uh, playing a few more games. So now I've got a TV and a sofa to uh, chill and yippee, chill and game on. That'll be good. Yeah, it should be good. Another Breath of the Wild run through. Yeah, well, that's probably going to be stage one. I mean, um, I've got a temporary TV stand. Like, well, it's not. A, I got the TV mounted on the wall. Yay! Oh, so that cool. worked. Yeah, I got John Lewis to do it, which was, which was good. <laughs> and it does, even though it's a ridiculously huge TV, it does make it seem much more reasonable. <laughs> and because of the distance from my so far, I think it, it, I'm, I'm pleased. I, I think I went the right one. Fair but on. I've got a temporary, um, like crappy IKEA lack, you know, cardboard <laughs> thing to hold up the sound bar. Because oh, right, yeah. honestly, the sound is terrible on, 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 on TVs oh, out yeah. of the box. Absolutely. They are awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's nothing they can do because they're flat, right? How can you make good sound? You basically can't. Yeah, um, it's, it's so. pretty tricky. I mean,. I mean, I guess it could be better than it is, but like, because screens are so thin now, I guess they can't, they can't really dedicate as much of what they do have to to speaker depth. No, everything ends up sounding weird. And I guess there's an awful lot of resonance in the actual TV casing itself. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this one though is an LG one, and I think the stand is meant to help direct the sound but i'm not using the stand because it's mounted okay yeah um so anyway but anyway so i've got the um soundbar on this crappy black uh, piece of crap uh but the the I, I will eventually get the tv stand that i ordered which is being made in made.com what they mean by made is it you know takes three months to make <laughs> in china or whatever shipping problems they're having i don't know where it's made <laughs> was it on the evergreen 
Uh, yeah, probably. It's probably given. stuck on the ever on the ever given. Yeah. Did you hear um, that thing was in uh, added to Flight Simulator? No. That's awesome. <laughs> they put the boat in it. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. I guess it's gone now though, because it's like real I, I time, don't know. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, no they've idea. got real time weather, and is there real time air traffic in that game? I think there is. So I maybe think that they, they, yeah, they they could do real time shipping traffic as well if they. I guess they could. I, guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if ships are tracked the same way, but I assume they are. But I think it's probably easier to track ships than planes. Isn't it? Maybe. Because <laughs> yeah. what surprised me was it. It seemed to imply from some of those, I don't know, news stories that not only did it track, could you track the position of shipping, which I knew, but it seemed like the ship was so big that it actually tracked the orientation and you could actually see that it was wedged across the canal. I was like, hmm, can you really <laughs> tell that? Surely you just get a point data. You don't get, like, here's the bow and here's the stern. <laughs> but maybe. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe you can get an, the GPS distance on some of the bigger boats. It's probably yeah, enough. because it's so huge. Maybe there's a tracker on the front and on the back. <laughs> yeah, that's quite funny. So yeah, that will come, and then uh, hopefully by the time I get that in like July, <laughs> there might be some PS5s in stock somewhere in the world. Uh, but for the meantime, I've got my PS4 Pro and my Switch, so I can play some Breath of the Wild. I guess we'll talk about 4K Switch gaming shortly. Nor <laughs> <laughs> the potential therein. Yeah. Um, Could all be like yeah getting set up it's definitely a little bit echoey because i've got a wooden floor and it leads into the kitchen you know it's open plan so i need to get me some i've got the sofa but i need some cushions and i think i'm going to get a big rug <laughs> that'll absorb some of the sound and like make a differentiation between the kitchen and the living room even though it's one room you know mm. yeah, do you, yeah do you reckon you're going to be one of those like it's not one of those flats where it's, you're going to be the the, the hard-footed guy in the flat above uh, well, I haven't. I have not heard my neighbours at all yet. I think Ooh. it's pretty well because it's only built like a few years ago, so I think it's pretty well insulated. Is that um, mostly an American uh, thing? Or, like, I, I just is, is that like just how British? I mean, American flats are sort of built or apartments are they just bad? What, at that? You can hear people. Yeah, maybe. I think it's American problems. American building. Buildings generally just use a lot more wood, right? So they're more likely to have right. straight wood floors between floors rather than, you know, anything else. <laughs> hmm. I'm not sure. Because this building is brick on the outside, but I'm not sure, I was thinking about it, if the bricks are actually structural. <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> right. it might be a steel frame building then the six are, and the bricks are kind of decorative. Um, they seem pretty solid. They probably um, but, help, though, right? Yeah, can't hurt, can it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be able to hear people above me, but nothing yet. I, I think John and Vanessa had trouble, but they were in, in like a 1950s council estate flat, mm. weren't they, at the time? They had to have like a drop ceiling, but I think they had really irritating upstairs neighbours as well. Um, oh, I thought they were uh, on the... Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong place, but anyway. This yeah. was a while ago, yeah. Yeah before they got the house yeah um yeah so yeah set up just about just getting everything sorted out i'm working from here of course tomorrow so we'll see how that goes 
I think I've got everything. The internet seems to work. Well, <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed for this podcast. So that's that's kind of the key. <laughs> I mean, as you can hear <laughs> right now. Yeah. So I will I will report back on 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 how what game what Zelda looks on a freaking sixty five inch TV. <laughs> I mean, the pixels will be huge. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit pixely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was pixely enough on a 55. That's a... true. <laughs> Wait, did you say you went for the 65 in the end? Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm glad I did because it's it, it, it definitely is the right one. <laughs> <laughs> when I marked it out, I was like, this is ridiculously huge. And then when he actually put it up, I'm like, no, actually, this is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would never win that fight. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know what the yeah fight's about, but yeah, um, and I've got a sofa bed, so come on down, <laughs> stay in London. Yeah. That's right, greater internet. Come to Dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, and most important, I've got a new kettle. Oh. Good. Have you used it enough yet to make a decision no. on how good it is? Not enough. I've, I've only like test run it a, few, a couple of times. And I mean, obviously, the real question will come later once you've used it for like a month or two. And exactly. It's got, got whatever gunk it's going to yeah, acquire. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Currently, it seems fast and quiet, um, and the pouring seems good, but it's still plasticky. But I guess that was the idea, right? Rather <laughs> yeah, than metal. Yeah, the point. What sort of filtering does it have? Does it does it look like it's a filter that's going to get clogged up quite quickly, or or is it easy to take out at least? Mm, I need to double check that. <laughs> I, w- I will report back on the status of the filter in my Dobus Dobus. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is the problem with our kettle. Sure. It actually has quite a good filter, but because it collects all the all the live scale quite quickly, it like. If you take the filter out and clean it and then put it back in, the next time you try and pour, you like pour too fast because it's not obstructing the flow any longer. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> you like pour hot water all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, that's probably more of a problem for hard water areas. I don't know how hard the water in Suffolk is classed. I, quite hard because it's limestone, right? Hugely hard, isn't it? Yeah. I think we've got I've never water. felt like our water was like super hard, like medium hard. I mean, it feels like liquid, but <laughs> <laughs> I nice nice soft water though is, is very nice. You don't get it in London, of course. You have to go like to like Yorkshire or something <laughs> for the best water. Mm. And that's why Yorkshire tea is so nice, not just the tea, but also they have nice water. See, I don't know. I'm not I'm I'm not sure I buy the whole soft water is the tastier water. I like my water hard. Well, that's because well, you're, we're just used because to you it, like yeah. the flavour of the hardness. That's the yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, you actually like chalk. <laughs> mm, love a bit of chalk. I think I think there's a weird the weird thing about soft water where sometimes it can feel like it's warm. I don't know, like like mm. it does. I mean, the, the hard soft thing is actually weirdly accurate, right? It's like like it's yeah. thicker in the palate somehow, and it's true. Yeah. Whereas I think I prefer that sharp aciness of hard water. <laughs> they should not get me to write like tasting notes. 
I don't know, you do a good job, I think. <laughs> Sharp iciness. Sharp iciness of hard water, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I get wait. Ice is literally hard and sharp water, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not always sharp, it can be a bit rounded. Depends how melty it gets. <laughs> With the texture of melted ice. Yeah, mm. what's going on with you guys? Far too little. So, yeah, oh. As you may have said, still waiting on legal people to sort themselves out before we can fully embrace the move. It has mean, meant at least that you know we've spent all Easter not doing anything housey at all. Ah, oh. so, you know, first weekend for a while, but you know, neither of us could be asked. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like, ugh, no, let's have a weekend. Definitely have a yeah. have a week long weekend off. Yeah, I mean, because as soon as stuff happens, we'll be guns blazing all pack this oh, place yeah. up but um you know there's a certain level of comfort i suppose it's like do we really want to pack all of our you know we haven't really packed anything in the kitchen yet for instance it's like but then but then we might use that to eat with or yeah exactly pretty much any easter eggs <laughs> no that you can keep for several months <laughs> exactly <laughs> You must have got Easter eggs, Zach. No. Oh, even I got one. Really small one. <laughs> used to make a big deal out of it. I, I don't think I've ever made remember. a particularly big deal out of Easter eggs. No, is it more, more, more Zach, I would say? I don't know. I feel like I made a big deal out of it. I usually <laughs> got some, just <laughs> randomly. Not even by choice necessarily. It was just like, here, how many disappears? Okay. Oh, that's what made it happen. Okay. I mean, it's always bad chocolate anyway in those things, right? Yeah, it's true. Well, unless you get the dairy milk ones, they're okay. They're okay. Is it actually dairy milk, though? Do you reckon? Or well, I mean, it's like it's like mm. medium grade dairy milk. <laughs> it's, it's better than like McDonald's like McFlurry dairy milk. Right, <laughs> right. That's the lowest grade. Yeah. Do you think they'd like have a re- it's like a refinery and they skim the best off the top <laughs> for the uh, for the, the actual dairy milk bars? Oh, man, the I middle remember. is for chocolate eggs, and the the bottom, the dregs, is just goes straight in McFlurries. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the middle layer is, the, is the, yeah the stuff they have to use to coat chocolate bars or something, and then or mm. like other Cadbury's products. Maybe that's what they turn into the like flake or something. Yeah, the flake right, as well yeah. could definitely be. On the McFlurry grade of chocolate, <laughs> lower grade, <laughs> or Whisper, or something like that. But then, the, surely the lowest grade of like Cadbury's chocolate is no longer Cadbury's chocolate, right? It's the sort of craft stuff they put around a cream yeah. egg. <laughs> well, that's not that's explicitly not the same chocolate any longer, is it? That's why they ruined cream eggs. That's why yeah. everyone said <laughs> as soon as they changed it from big dairy milk chocolate on the cream eggs it's like well you've fucked this up haven't you? <laughs> well that's the end of cream eggs isn't it? <laughs> I have to admit there hasn't been such quite such a big deal about cream you know you just used to be flooded with cream egg ads right yeah and then I don't see nearly as many now they had that one where it was like some sort of google maps game or something where it's like put an easter egg on a map hope someone finds it like a Geocaching, but with well, these, yeah, not, but not even with real eggs. I don't know how that works. It's like if someone yeah. finds your virtual egg, you just get an egg from Cadbury's. 
<laughs> or does or does everyone get delivered in like a like a dairy milk cream, uh, Easter egg or something? But it's like <laughs> very securely locked until you do this geo puzzle, and then all of a sudden your your egg is released. <laughs> Release the egg. <laughs> <laughs> It's chocolate cage. Wait, no, that that wouldn't work, would it? If you had a a chocolate egg in a chocolate cage, <laughs> in a chocolate cage, just eat the cage. Throw away the egg afterwards. The cage might be made out of dairy milk. You never know. I mean, in these Easter eggs, often that the egg is a cage for <laughs> for the actual sweets that you want that's inside. I see. I never like, really want those sweets though. Yeah. They don't even put them inside any longer. They just put them next to it in the box, and it's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> That's not as good. Choking hazard. Once I had one like a... inside, except they're in a plastic bag inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's about the best you're going to do. Yeah. And see, I don't know what of that sort of like, I don't know, bite size snack, uh, mini sort of candy that I really want anymore these days. Hmm. Maybe Razzies or Minchels. The last, right. the last one of those that I remember having with an Easter egg was just wine gums alongside an Easter egg. And it's right, like, that's yeah. really <laughs> weird. It's not a good combination. No, but it's not good. Fine by themselves. But, but that was pretty no. much what it always was, wasn't it? It was like always some round trees thing. If you got a Nestle egg, it would always be some weird fruity thing on the side. Or buns. It's almost always buttons, right? Everyone gets the buttons. <laughs> yeah, just more chocolates. What grade of dairy milk are buttons? Oh, I think probably are... medium grade. Medium yeah, grade, mid, yeah. Mid to high, they're all right. <laughs> yeah, they but... might be high mids. <laughs> yeah, buttons are all right. No, they're like petrol, but not 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 like kerosene. <laughs> they're, not I mean, the, they're, not, they're not premium, dude. <laughs> I mean, the real question about... Well, no, I mean, it's not really a question because it's obviously not. But you imagine that buttons are just like, this is the spillage <laughs> from the actual making the dairy milk. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> where it all drips down, they just have like another conveyor belt below the moulds for the actual dairy milk bars <laughs> where they make the buttons. Yeah, probably. But that's not how that works, of course. No. But, <laughs> but it's how you'd like to imagine it works. Like those adverts when they made like hole punch polos. Like, yeah, by punching the middle out of polos. <laughs> New holes. Because <laughs> you do well, that's very what they called them. Yeah, yeah they, they literally were just yeah. holes. <laughs> you do very bag of holes, please. <laughs> you do very occasionally get those, like you know, where you can actually buy like the fucked up leftover bits of a, of some process. Like, yeah, like the broken I mean, biscuit boxes. Yeah, broken biscuits is the classic, but that's not really the same. That's just like these biscuits were fucked up after they were made into biscuits, <laughs> rather than being like this is the leftover crust that was came off the processing of the biscuits. Are you talking about like this is where they like filter all the garbage bits into a rocky road or something? Yeah, kind of. It's probably how Hotel Chocolat do it, right? <laughs> Make this I, feel like, I, I feel like a couple of those times when they did those like the dairy milk bars that just had random crap in, I felt like that was the same kind of thing where they just like taken <laughs> the sweepings off another line and shoved it into a dairy milk bar. <laughs> Sweepings. Oh, that makes it sound so much worse. <laughs> like it's been on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's what sweepings implies. Mm. The rejects. I think that's what my um my dad got a few times when 
Nestle first took over the factories he used to work at, they sort of would give him boxes of reject chocolate. That's oh, how right. I ended up with so much um, Kick Kit Kat Chunky for a while. <laughs> but I don't really know why they were reject boxes. They seem fine. Oh, man, I've not had a Kit Kat Chunky in a long... Do they still do those? Yeah, they're still about. They must do. They're hmm. still legendary. I could do with one. I've had a boost bar recently. Ugh. Not, I don't don't care for boost. I know you did. It was like always a classic. Like, was like what, what, yeah. we, what we get what we get from the shop? Boost bar. Yeah, boost. Not a Cornetto, a boost bar. Cornetto <laughs> and yeah. pretzel flips when they were a thing, and they're a oh, thing again now. Classic. They had a little break, but now they're back. I need to get me a Kit Kat chunky, or <laughs> well, just a Kit Kat. I don't think I've had a Kit Kat in a while. Hmm. They're very different experiences. Yeah, they're very different. <laughs> I feel like a Kit Kat Chunky has like extra chocolate layers in the wafer. like So it's got the thick chocolate around the outside, which is what mm. you're really in for. And then yeah. and then there might be an extra like, sort of like, I don't know, like, like the layer they put in a bourbon biscuit sort of in the wafer. That sort of like mushy chocolate. A mousse or a ganache? Mushy chocolate. So much. What's the what's the stuff in in everything? But in in Mars bars, <laughs> nougat, right? Oh right, like yeah. nougat. Yeah, I'm not big. What no, even is what, nougat? Well, even those like specific nougat bars. What are they like? The double decker or something? Is that, is that what? Where they? Right. No, one of them has. Anyway, there's like a pink and white nougat bar, isn't there? Well, yeah, that's just straight. But that's not the same thing that's in a Mars bar. I mean, it's technically the same thing, but it's not nearly, the, doesn't taste nearly the same. No. Mm, the pink and white you. one is more just like, I don't know, fluffy sugar. <laughs> it's like a slightly harder marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> Has it got a sharp and icy texture? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not a big fan of Nougat. I do you like a Mars bar, though? But the problem is, I'm still bitter about Mars bars, though. That's the thing. It's like, you know, growing up on the king-size bar. Right. That really were king-size. You know, those were, Back those in were the day. brutal on your dental health. But they were <laughs> delicious. And now you look at a Mars bar now, and you're like, this is nothing. Like a There's a good YouTube list. video about king size bars by that Natalie Tran um, community channel. I'll look that one up, listeners. <laughs> That's a fun, fun time. King size, share size, and there is nothing fun size about that size. There's nothing fun about <laughs> something that small. It's more irritating, isn't it? Because you've got to unwrap mm. them more. Of them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Annoying. No, but I don't think it would sell quite so much if you called them the annoying size. <laughs> tiny, tiny. Frustration size. Stress bite. Actually, that sounds like it would be a stress relief food, wouldn't it? It's like, have some stress bites. Delicious, yeah. Delicious stress bites. How would they work? They've just got antidepressants in them. <laughs> this is probably one of the 11 herbs and spices around popcorn chicken. Mm. <laughs> antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> popcorn chicken's probably the closest thing to a stress bite, right? It's, they're pretty good. 
What was that joke in the Hitchhiker's Guide? It was like, a, oh, it was a towel that, that was another super advanced towel, right? And you could suck on one corner and it gave you like all the nutrients you needed to live. And it was uh, and it was like, oh, that's disgusting. Oh, you better suck on the other corner. What's in that one? Antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> so is the towel like synthesizing your body goop into... I don't know how that towel worked. It was a very high-tech towel. I mean, you've got to really know where your towel is. If it's that high-tech. Bring a towel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Towely really is a hoopy fruit. A hoopy fruit. A hoopy fruit, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, anyway. Hoopy fruit. So, video games. Video games. They are a subject. They are a subject that this podcast occasionally touches upon. <laughs> Shall we touch on it now? <laughs> Let could. us touch on it. We could. We could. <laughs> Let we us could lay our hands it. upon the fabulous <laughs> game. <laughs> What is going on in, in the world of gaming? Let's talk about the potential of what is happening in the world of gaming, first of all. <laughs> What's potential? With the rumours of a new Nintendo console coming out <laughs> at the end of this year. You mean the a same rumours, but a new... more. <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically another Switch. Like, but not even, it's not a new, new console. It's a half-step no. console. I knew the same that's, console. That's what we all knew the Pro was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's even a thing, like Nintendo have never, or there's never been any real clue from Nintendo that this is a thing. And, and for the record, Nintendo have done this before. You only have to look at the DS, right? They've done this many, oh, many suppose, times. Yeah. Um, DSi, that, DS Lite, the, the 3DS, 3DS XL, well, new so 3DS. <laughs> Yeah, they just haven't done it with a home console, but I guess the Switch is a mobile console. So. Yeah. So Switch Pro, as the rumor is called, it won't. I don't reckon they'll call it that when it comes out. It will be Switchier, or <laughs> probably something. a new Switch. New Switch, yeah. The new, Switch U. Mm, no, I don't think they can bring back the U. <laughs> no, too many bad connotations. Uh, yeah, so it's rumoured to be pretty much the same, like, if you had it in your hands. Um, mm. uh, so a 720p screen, yada, 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 with the slightly improved battery life from the first version. You can already get in versions of the Switch now. All of that. Um, but the, the the kind of big thing is that it will have a new NVIDIA chipset inside it that is mm. DLSS-capable, and right. thus allow for 4K upscaling using DLSS. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I mean maybe? I mean, DLSS like, seems to work pretty well. Yeah. It, it seems... It, I mean, I've never experienced it myself, but um, it's generally regarded as decent. You know, you run it runs at a lower native res, so your system can technically pump it out faster because it's mm-hmm. a lower native res and then uses AI learning ups, uh, upscaling. To yeah. bring it back up to the native res. Um, that's the idea. That's why it's yeah. supposed to give you more performance. Because you're not technically rendering it as well, but magic then happens. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, bringing that to the Switch might be a decent way of achieving 4K because you know it's probably not going to be enough power in a mobile device to do that, really. Um, so that's, that's, the, that's the main rumor, that it's... 
I thought there was something about the, the the screen on the device itself being like OLED. I thought it would be higher res, like 1080, but if it's 720, the same as the existing one. Uh, I mean, 720 is fine for that device, though, really. Is I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't necessarily think you need too much dot pitch on, on it. But there's no... I mean, if it has the TV mode, then it would kind of make sense to run TV mode on on mobile for the pro version, right? I don't know. I guess maybe. We'll see. No, I mean maybe the existing TV mode to some extent, but yeah, to some extent. But um, I mean, I don't. It's all. A, it's a balance, isn't it, with the mobile? Because you, you like not the thing has to down, um, down uh, underclock itself, so it doesn't overheat in your hand. For one thing, that's true. That's, well, um, yeah, and also doesn't spin the fans too much to run the batteries down and things. But like that. But if it's that, that it's much all... more powerful for this with the same games, then it could be possible, right? Well, this is well, and this is the other part of the uh, part of the problem. Like, um, just in terms of the technology, if DLSS is what they're using to achieve 4K, mm. DLSS you don't get for free. Games have to specifically be designed with DLSS. Like, it's someone has to do the deep learning. They have to train it. Yeah, yeah. but you could train it on any game, presumably. Right. See, I don't think that's. I think the developers have to do that. I think I don't think yeah. it's something Nvidia just throws in. They might no. pay or do a deal with perhaps some of the bigger developers to be like, please, can you do this? Hmm. Um, maybe I imagine there's some backdoor shady deals with Nvidia and, De- and the Final Fantasy 15 or something. When it's probably yeah. not that hard to do, I wouldn't have thought if they've got their tooling any good. I'd, yeah, I've got, I've got no idea. Because presumably you just need to run the game. As fast as possible on a dev kit, like that's overpowered, you know. Uh, at four, do you have to? I guess you have to run the game at four K on a giant PC equivalent dev kit, and then compare that, and then also run it at seven twenty, and then train right to so say this is your target. Every frame is a this yeah. is the target, right? Okay, so to, you could, to some extent, yeah. I mean, I imagine there'll be a bit of that and a bit of like the, where the developers, I guess, might will probably have to get involved as things with like um, UI, for instance, because most games that do like active resolution or dynamic yeah. resolutions will split the UI out into a different layer. Yeah. So, so it's not affected by any kind of resolution trickery going on. Um, so, I guess that's where the devs need that's to get true. involved to do the specific that splits. Yeah. I mean, who knows? This is all rumours, isn't it, still? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, and I'm kind of on the side that I don't think this is a thing. Like, I don't know, not yet. maybe not yet. I don't I don't mm. know that Nintendo need that. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's kind of but, but if unlike they can make them one. to go for a, to go for something that, re, you know, go for a power jump. Uh, but it, they definitely are not at the stage of a new console. And but new hardware probably means they can make more money. Probably so. Oh yeah, we're not. Yeah. I mean, it's been a little while since Switch Lite, I guess. Now, hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it sits with Ninty. Like they just need games. I don't think they need hardware. They need games. Yeah, that's true. I guess if the Switch Pro ran Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity <laughs> well. a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the way. That's where they should be putting all their power, uh, as we've always said about Nintendo. Really, it's like they shouldn't care at all about graphics, and they generally don't. But like <laughs> AI upscaling, I mean, does that really count as caring about graphics? I don't know, but surely just it put just more makes power it into look... making everything run better. <laughs> yeah, 
but it does mean you're not changing the target resolution of the of switch games at all mm-hmm. they just run the same as ever except a bit a bit more hopefully with better performance and then the the ai takes care of making it not not look mushy on a giant 4k tv yeah, to some some degree. Although, you know, to be honest, I don't necess- I don't really have a problem with like how modern TVs upscale ten eighty. Do their upscale. Yeah. Yeah. From ten eighty to four K generally looks pretty good unless your mm. face, you know, <laughs> nose into it. Um, yeah. Um yeah, it's, it's decent it's decent enough. Uh I guess uh yeah, I don't know. I, sorry, I lost lost my train of thought a bit there. But it's like the only time I can think they did that was was the new 3DS, and there were certain mm-hmm. games. There was only a couple of games that I think absolutely required the new 3DS. Um, I don't think and, there'll be any for the Pro for the Switch no. that require the new console. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll they'll they've been looking. I, I assume they've been looking at what Microsoft and Sony have been doing, and they're just sort of like, yeah, I guess we could do that. We did it before, mm. right? And it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the new 3DS was such a tiny step up from the previous one. Like, apparently it helped. Well, I think it was Hyrule Warriors, funnily enough. <laughs> right. I think that was one of the main games to benefit from it. Uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the rumor mill. Out this year is the other big rumor with that, so... Right, depending on shipping and COVID and and, and yeah. world global chip shortage or whatever, <laughs> Suez Canal, <laughs> Suez Canal <laughs> blockages. Yeah, can you even get? I'm presuming there's stock of Switch around these days. It's not like the Wii in the old days where you couldn't get it. Yeah, I think I think that's stabilized. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think I there was a one at one point because. We've got a spare switch dock, and um, so I've got um, which I got with my flatmate. But I'm 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 swapping that for something else, so I'm go- I'll have a two docks. But mm. I was a bit worried because apparently there was a shortage of those official Nintendo plastic docks, <laughs> right? <laughs> switch docks. <laughs> so I've managed to secure two of them. <laughs> man, I looked at the whole GPU crisis again. I shouldn't have done that. It's like it's it is- oh man. It is scary, isn't it? It's just like impossible, literally impossible to get hold of anything. Yeah. Except I hope mine doesn't explode. Because, like, I'm I'm of the opinion where it's like, well, if it was to die now, I'd just replace it. But that's not a thing because of the the shortages. Because you can't buy them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Um, Don't buy PCs right now. Stick to consoles for the time being, <laughs> if you can find one. <laughs> you need the NVIDIA team. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, industry news. Microsoft is making moves to buy Discord. <laughs> Are they? Is this still a thing or has this been discounted? Or, or? Um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I haven't. I only saw. I haven't seen any news of them like of that going away. I guess they bought mean? Bethesda. I mean, they're splashing the cash, aren't they? Yeah, it would make sense. <laughs> so they already also bought Skype. Remember that <laughs> that <laughs> audio transmission device that they purchased and then didn't really do shit with. And then it just kind of <laughs> faded into the background. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it'll be good for Discord. Probably not. And and 
I mean, I read an article saying that Sony would benefit more from Discord than Microsoft. Well, yeah, because Discord, most of what Discord does is already a bit Xbox Livey anyway. It's just, you know, platform yeah. agnostic, which is its, its yeah. trick. And I guess that is the direction Microsoft want to go with Xbox Live mm, and all that's that. That's true. Um, it feels like it could be a fairly natural replacement for what... Oh, sorry, I shouldn't mm. call it Xbox Live anymore. That's the other thing. It's now called Xbox Network. Oh, they so change, it's then on Xbox Live. Yeah, although the Gold wow. subscription is still called Xbox Live Gold. Weird. Because <laughs> you've, you've got Xbox Live Gold and you've got Xbox Game Pass and you've got Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, but the service itself, the underlying service, is now called Xbox Network. Mm. Yeah, I think that's weird. That's a weird... It feels wrong to me that whole that that does like more, probably more than this Discord thing. <laughs> it's just like, why did you change the name? It's always been Xbox Live. Everyone knows yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's famous. Unless it's games for Windows Live. <laughs> well, but even that, it's kind of like you know what that is. <laughs> it's bad Xbox Live on PC. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't think buying Discord is a is probably the worst move. No. But they've but they've just got a terrible track record with what they do with these services. As yeah. I mean, pointed at, out, at least Amazon didn't completely fuck up Twitch. I guess. Mm. <laughs> the Twitch is mostly untouched, I think, by Amazon. Mostly. Other than you know, what is it? The Prime subscription. Yeah. I actually forgot they got bought by Amazon. Because that well, back in the day, it was Microsoft was embrace, extend, and extinguish, right? <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> right. But I, but I mean, it's a bit unfair. I mean, I think they're doing relatively good by the things they bought recently, like GitHub, for example. Mm, I don't know. The, oh, what? Microsoft. But, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Amazon still. It's like, yeah, Amazon oh no, not well oh, no. They bought, no, not Amazon. No, <laughs> Microsoft. Yeah, they've had a decent run of late. Um, I mean, let's hope that the acquisition of Bethesda means we no longer have to deal with Bethesda Net. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I guess. But really, I mean. Did we ever have to do with Bethesda? <laughs> well, apparently there's like... I only found this out the other day because I was watching Digital Foundry's video on the Game Pass versions of um, Evil Within and Near Automata. and Because mm. um, they are subtly different versions. Um, they Apparently the uh, there's a first-person mode that was added to the Evil Within and you can't go into first-person mode unless you've attached the game to your Bethesda net. <laughs> It's like that's the thing they held back for some reason. Mm. And yeah, yeah, I think you had to log into Bethesda Net before you could play Doom Eternal's campaign and stuff like that. It's like I it's the campaign, goddammit, didn't they? Like, mm. I remember that being a controversy at the time, but I think they patched that. I mean, it, it was it there when I played it. Yeah, it was there when I played it anyway, but maybe they did that afterwards. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Bethesda Net's done. It's almost, it's 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 more done than you play. Yes, but all the secondary services are done. Battle.net and or whatever it's called now. 
It's not like you play many Blizzard things on console. I suppose I suppose Overwatch is relatively healthy on console, but you play probably just as many Blizzard things as you would Bethesda things. <laughs> <laughs> that would be true if Blizzard put out many games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Bethesda doesn't play out games you care about. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Discord's cool, though. I like Discord. Uh, yeah. So get ready for it to be shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's harsh. It, its voice systems work surprisingly well. The fact that you can like set aside Teams-esque chat rooms and then just drop into a voice room for them at any time. It's kind of neat. I know that's sounding very slacky at this point, but it's... Um... It is a bit slacky, like Discord, actually. But Slack is obviously for... for it's just... It's got a lot of the same features, but like... Like one's pitched for gamers and the other is pitched for office workers, but it's surprisingly mm. similar. <laughs> you yeah. could just use Discord to run a business, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Can you privatize Discord? Is, uh, or is everything? Maybe, maybe that. I mean, you guess you have to be invited to rooms, but I don't know how locked down those are. Can you have your own org? Like, because that's how Slack works, right? You can have yeah. completely separate orgs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I've, I've got not. no idea about that side of it. But then again, like yeah, Discord, Teams is also similar now, right? So it's yeah. I mean, they're caught up with Slack pretty much in terms of features. Well, maybe not all of them, but quite a few. And I find Teams mildly confusing to navigate, but you know that's by the by. Yeah. <laughs> Does Teams uh, have um, threads in? I haven't used Teams. Does Teams have threads in channels so you can start a thread off a message in a channel? I don't know. I think it's got a sort of hybrid where you can just have well, meetings definitely have threads, right? Or that, or an equivalent thereof. So if you have a calendar entry and everyone was in a call for it, the chat for that call, or the text chat for that call, is split off into a separate thing that will stay right, in okay. your history. Um, um, so that's how, yeah, that's how I get back to previous conversations sometimes because we had them in the Scrum channel, and it's like, oh, okay, I need to get. <laughs> Oh, which which one of those? But sometimes, like because of the nature of like meetings, you end up with multiples of those. So it's mm. like, okay, which one of these Scrum chat channels is it in? <laughs> but yeah, I think it. That's, I think it tends to work like that. If you invite lots of people to a call, then it will spawn something automatically for it. Mm. Anyway, so I remember getting board. very confused at first by like, do I need to talk to the developers? group and it's like oh no that's actually got some management in it that's not who i want to be talking to <laughs> right i mean a slightly different group for that yeah yeah <clears throat> sometimes you get management just h- hanging out in those groups just monitoring <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah well whatever yeah. that's not what i'm not lurking yeah. uh yeah what else that microsoft up to then i guess uh <laughs> Suppose in a, we were talking about them buying Bethesda a second ago. It's like they they made that money back three times over that they spent on Bethesda recently on Hololens sales to the U.S. military. Ah, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Is is that a, an actual product? Then I guess not. I guess it's a military product, like a defense product. Yeah, I guess for some not, not a consumer product. <laughs> Where they going to move all their drone pilots off 360 controllers onto Holland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, on more positive note, you can now play OG some OG Xbox and uh, Xbox 360 games on Game Pass Cloud. 
just saying that's a thing, which is quite funny to juxtapose next to Sony shutting down the PlayStation 3, PSP, and Vita stores in August. Mm. So it's like, yeah, Microsoft's still going back as back as far as they can to be all like, hey, guys, come play all our games. And Sony's like, no, play our new games. It's a very different approach, really. Yeah. And obviously, clearly, one is way cooler. <laughs> right? The yeah, I mean, yeah. Way. I mean, obviously, the yeah. Microsoft approach feels better, right? There's no yeah. denying that. But, I mean, Sony's approach is the traditional approach, right? They've just sunset mm. everything and be like, yeah, we're done with that now and move on. Yeah. Um, which is fine, I guess. It's fair enough. It's those, <laughs> those PS3's old, right? <laughs> it's like two generations ago now. But, I guess. But it does kind of suck because it means like you can't re-download things you bought if you deleted them from your console past August. So, you know, get downloading now. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why that shouldn't be on some server somewhere for whoever wants to. Because it's not like everyone has a physical cartridge anymore for all the stuff they bought in the 80s. You know, hmm. if you dust off your PS3 and, I don't know. The, I mean, I mean some people broke. don't have all their old cartridges. but <laughs> <laughs> that's what i mean but do you have all your old ps3 files well probably not there's probably some stuff that's um not you know was was downloaded and have um not kept on the hard drive hmm. not that much actually because I, weirdly i was looking at um i was thinking about like i i, I was telling zach about this earlier i um ps3 emulation is getting pretty good um oh yeah so i uh, uh, I, I thought about giving that a go and then I got to the point where it's like well I've downloaded the emulator it's like but what game do I actually want to play yeah that's actually quite a question mark <laughs> like what do I actually want to I mean I guess Journey was around that time that was PS3 right, right? so that would be decent or um, but then like if you think about the Uncharted it's like oh hey like I've got the Nathan Drake yeah. collection which I can play collection. on my PS4 yeah um uh, Burnout Revenge. Got... <laughs> uh, did that come out on PS3? I don't know. I, I guess it must I have I remember done, it coming but... out on the new... It came out on 360. Being... Yeah. Did it come out on PS3? I, I don't know. Been... Was I know Paradise did. I don't know, but... Yeah. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, I was just thinking, like, there aren't that many PS3 games that I probably would actually want to play that were specifically PS3 games. Um... Is there a Katamari Damacy on the PS3? I think there, there may be one that may have not made it to other platforms. But I've got a bit confused because I think it's got the same name as one that came out on the 360, right. but it's actually right. a different game. Something like that. Um, yeah, not sure about that either. I mean, I guess there's things like Tokyo Jungle that I think only came out on PS3. Um or the I mean, original version of Wipeout so. HD Fury, but you know, Omega Collection exists now. So, yeah, I mean, you can still play. You can still st- could still do that. It's got the better soundtrack, HD Fury, than than the Omega version. But hmm. yeah, so I got I kind of got stuck stuck at that point, and I was like, yeah, maybe maybe not. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I won't try this right now. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, uh, SCP Toolkit for getting a PlayStation 3 controller working in Windows works very well. Oh. I'm now using that as my primary controller on on PC. PS3 controller? PS3 controller, yeah. 
Hmm. Do you prefer that to the 360 pad then? I don't know. I don't think I prefer it. It's just that my hmm. 360 pads are knackered. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> they're, all get, they're, all get, they're all get a bit old and a bit used now. Whereas my PS3 pads are all in pretty good condition. Hmm. Yeah. yeah that's Rob's, Rob's the hands that destroy controllers. Well, yeah, and the, the PS3 or controllers... Or Xbox controllers specifically, at least. Yeah, that's the other thing. The PS3 <laughs> controller seems to withstand the Rocket League crunch. Which the right. X-Bone and... I don't want to even try it on the new controller <laughs> for the Series <laughs> X. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't withstand me. I managed to crunch another one recently. Um, oh. So it's just, yeah, I, I cannot... The way I clench that controller is clearly not compatible with how those sticks are made. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. What else we got in news? Uh, I can't read my notes because they're too far away. <laughs> Something about Counter-Strike and the oh, FBI yeah. cracking down on the match-fixing yeah, that's a that's a thing. Uh, the FBI uh, started taking an interest in CS:GO match fixing because uh, betting on esports has been legalized and regulated in America now. Um, mm. um, not for very long, but it is. So it's like as soon as you get like that scene starting to appear, mm. it becomes a concern. So especially hey. when everyone's at home and you you know. <laughs> Sports, uh, normal sports, have trouble with crowds and things. Apparently, it's rife. Like you know, the, the, the CS:GO scene is like, like really rotten. With like people throwing matches. Yeah, right? basically. Right, traditional match fixing. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like not even anything clever. It's literally just that. Just players playing not to their strength or not up to their standard. So that would be annoying as soon as they, as soon as the FBI comes down on that and that has to stop and then they do get clever. <laughs> yeah. Once you get into like actual hacks, that's going to be a much more of a problem for, for mm. you know, government agencies to deal with because they won't know what the shit's going on. It depends how those, how those tournaments are run though, isn't it? Because like most, like the high, the highest of the high profile CSGO tournaments are all done on closed rigs, right? Rigs you don't have access well, to. Well, you do still hear of people getting away with some ridiculous shit. There was like, I think it was a, there was a, Smash Brothers tournament where someone actually hacked their character to be better. <laughs> Wait, what? Inside a tournament. And I don't know how they pulled that off, but <laughs> you know, if they can pull that off in a, in a fucking Nintendo game. <laughs> I mean, do they run Jeez. melee on like emulated well, systems? They, yeah, now, they do or? use they do occasionally use like modern versions of melee, so it, it may have just have been like the person who gave them the modern version of the game they were going to use had seeded it with this yeah. Specific modification for this one guy. The meaning to try out was at the um, uh, at some point the the M. I think they call it the M mod for, for yeah, Brawl. Project M. Yeah. See, see what that's that? like. It's like it's, a, <laughs> it was, it's a, because you, you know can, you can emulate the Wii pretty well now. They uh, right. Uh, it's a yeah. It's a it's a it's a modification to the Brawl version. It was a modification to Brawl like, to try and make Brawl less bad, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, that seems like it might be worth checking out. Um, uh, yeah, feds. Keep away from the feds. Um, Cyberpunk news. That patch came out. Mild improvements for PS4 Pro owners. Maybe they're edging closer to actually getting it released on PlayStation Store again. 
maybe. Uh, and yeah, mm. and then the other big cyberpunk news, I guess, is just like, hey, they they might not do that multiplayer mode if anyone was out there was at all excited for that. Which I certainly I mean, was not. <laughs> no, but I mean, with the amount of it might have been funny with the amount of jank. Open world oh yeah, jank single player. I mean, that's probably the thing, right? It probably just wouldn't have been worked at all because of the amount of bugs that are in there. It's like a. I don't know. Some of the mm. stuff you see from Red Dead online is going to be pretty hilarious. But yeah. <laughs> imagine it a hundred times worse. I feel like Red Dead Two online has not taken off in the way that Grand Theft Auto Online did. Although I don't, I, don't know. Know. I mean, GTA Online did take a while before yeah, it really really did fly. But yeah, you're right. I don't. I, I feel like we're long enough into Red Dead Online to know whether mm. or not it's going to take off like that or not. And it's just, there's not that much buzz about it. Um, no. It is still being actively developed. There are still mm. things happening in it, but it's, um, uh, I mean, yeah, if you're not hearing about it, if the news isn't covering it all that much, then it can't be that good. No. All that interesting. Maybe it's a bit too, like, actual role-playing-y for the masses. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Platinum. Uh, Other game announcements, I guess. Platinum Games are making a shmup. Uh, Is is that all we know? (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, it's... um, uh, it's based on some old 80s arcade games called uh, Moon Crester oh, yeah. and Terra Crester. Uh, and this one will be called Soul Crester. Um, so, yeah, a, a fairly classic shmup by the sounds of it. And it's like, is, is this one of their big projects or like whatever? It's like, it's like Platinum Games have put something out for a while now, I don't think. Hmm. So it's like, is this just to tide them over until they actually start working on Bayonetta 3? Come on. I mean, I can't stress that enough. Come on. Well, I'm sure it'd probably be fun, for sure, if they do a shoot 'em up I mean, they've sort of already dabbled with it, I guess, in their work on Near Automata. Hmm. There's some, some schmappy elements there. I'm sure they can do it. I'm sure they can pull it off. Uh, what else we got? Final bit of news, I think. Um, just because it, I find it quite funny um, and for the shout out to the Cambridge crew Earth Defence Force is uh, getting a new game called um, World Brothers where they've um, uh, they've changed the entire art style to be voxel based voxels uh, and I, everywhere and I you can see yeah, and, I, and I cannot wait for that to be even more of a ridiculous unplayable mess <laughs> Everything's going to collapse into sand. <laughs> it's just that, like, those games never run well. Like, never. Never have they managed to actually achieve a stable frame rate in an Earth Defense Force game. And it's like, I don't know if making voxels makes that better or worse. Probably worse. As long as you can shoot rockets at it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And fly, maybe. Or summon a tank, a voxel tank. Anyway, it looked kind of nuts. Those games are quite fun, but they are just, you know, 
seem to go in and say some massive man. rocket yeah. launches. Yeah. Cool. That's the news. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. It's not, not a particularly interesting couple of weeks. It's now time for what you've been playing. Rob, what have you been playing? All right, then. Let's start with the big hitter. I have started playing Yakuza 3 Remastered. (laughs) It was time. Enough time had passed. Okay. So So bring us up to speed on your Yakuza um, journey. Which which games have you played and which ones are remakes and which ones are... Okay, yeah, yeah. So so far I've played Yakuza... Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza Kiwami 2, which are mm-hmm. uh, ground up, totally re- total remakes of the first two Yakuza games. Um, Great. So I've, I've never played the originals of either of those. I've only played the Kiwami versions. And um, uh, it, it, from from what I gather, Yakuza 3, which is a remaster, it's not a not a full up, it's not a ground up remake. So it's here. not a Kiwami. Not okay. a Kiwami. No. Um, so. Uh, pretty faithful to the PS3 original. Um, uh, yeah, I think this is where they... I, I, get, I can understand why they perhaps haven't given this the Kiwami treatment, because I think this is where they started to find their flow, or like where the ground rules were set in stone for what a Yakuza game is. Right. Because like, even though it's PS3 era and the jank is up there, it's, you know, it's definitely not as polished as the Kiwami games were. Um, uh most of the elements are there, right? The way the story plays out, the way that even the, a lot of the sounds are still the same. A lot right. of the, um, uh, uh, you know, the fighting and the general structure of the game is pretty much all set. Um, but you, you, yeah, you've got to you've got to set your expectations on this one. It's like it's it's 2007, I think. This maybe this this came out um, originally, so it's you know. 13, 13 years of improvements you're not getting here. Mm. And uh, it feels it. It definitely feels weird at first. It definitely feels a bit stiff to move around. The combat is not quite as tight. Um, the upgrade system is way, is way simpler than what I've seen in the previous games, for instance. like You, you gain experience from fights and sub-stories as you, were, as you did before, but you only have like, you can only linearly level up a few categories now rather than having like a skill tree of some some crazy variety or um, things like that. So that's all been um, massively simplified. Um, or as I say, it's probably not been simplified. This was probably the most complex it had been at this point <laughs> um, in reality. Um, so yeah, it like... It's uh, like immediately I had a bit of a problem with some of it because it was just like, okay, like mm, the sound is quite... An, like the sound balance isn't quite so nice as it was in the in the Kwame ones it's like every, it has those things where like every bit of text that appears on screen sort of like gets typed on screen and it gets typed on screen with a sort of knocking noise so it's like as text goes oh, on right. yeah, and then yeah. when you press the button every time you press x to or a on the xbox controller to be to to do something it makes a like a sort of like a bang noise so it's like and it's like i'd quite like to turn that down a bit if i can you can't <laughs> oh, okay. There's no options for that, so it's like it's 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 a bit much, and and yeah, this was present in the Kiwamis as well, but those noises weren't quite so full on. Um, I don't think I think they toned them back a little bit. Um, so yeah, that that got annoying pretty quickly. But I, I've zoned it out now, 
which is good. I've sort of just turned the uh, yeah, managed to manage to turn that off a bit and just be like, that's just how this game is, which is fine. Um, and yeah, it's more Yakuza, but I would so far, I think it's very clearly the weakest entry. And I'm not just talking because oh. it's the old because it's the oldest one so far. I think just in terms of its story, it's not it's not great this time. Um, and and I, I know for a fact that the main storyline in the Kiwami games wasn't hugely modified. Um, they, you know, the main the main line story was pretty much left as is. Um, Cutscenes were almost identical. For instance, like, like they let them play out in the same way. So, hmm. um, for this game to not quite be landing on that front is is quite the disappointment. If I'm honest, like. Um, uh, Kazuma Kiryu, the game starts where Kazuma Kiryu has uh, uh, moved to Okinawa now. He's left Kamurocho. He's trying to leave that, that, that Yakuza life behind that he keeps getting dragged back in Godfather style. Um, <laughs> he's, he's going for the island life then. Yeah, he's, he started his own, he's, he's, he's uh, founded an orphanage. Um, you know, for him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's he's, he's found an orphanage by blowing up a bunch of parents. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. So, so the um, um, several hours at the start of the game is you uh, faffing around in Okinawa, basically after these, uh, basically trying to be a father figure to these kids, and it is, it is cheesy and dull in all the wrong ways. There's an awful lot of fetch quests oh. in Okinawa, and it's not, it's not all that much comedy. So, like as a as a as an opener, it's pretty weak, uh, as, especially given that the 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 prologue is actually throws in a massive plot twist right at the start and you're just like i really want to know what's going on i really want to... and then you've got to have hours of this like island life <laughs> bad island life sim <laughs> it's just uh yeah it's a real it's an odd oddly paced thing it's just too much of it too much hmm. like nothing really happening uh, and then it starts to spruce up a little bit as you start in meeting the local Yakuza and as you do, it was bound to happen. I mean that's the clue is in the name. Yeah. Uh, um and then and then you get roped into a um uh, and then a plot starts developing about the the Yakuza and the government wanting the land your orphanage is on and of course the the, the story spirals out from there. But it's like that that opening where there's just this this massive plot twist that, you know, is actually in the attract sequence for the game before you even hit the start button you can see the twist in this sort of like opening movie and you're like and it's like oh but that's such a big thing it's like they, have they just spoiled the game and it's like and then it's no it's right at the start and it's like and that's the central mystery for a while and it's um uh and if you if you won't know what it is unless you've played the previous game so it's like for me i'm right. just sitting there going oh, no <laughs> uh so that, that was kind of cool and then yeah and then you're stuck with this downtime for ages um uh, and eventually you do actually get to go back to Camarocho, because of course you do. Uh, and things pick up again. Like, it, things get way better as soon as you're in Tokyo. Right, um, gets back to in the swing of... Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it almost feels like the Okinawa and, uh, and Tokyo sections are done by different teams. Like, it's weird. Like, the feel of them is very different. And it's like, oh, maybe that's intentional. Maybe that's just to give the... Um, <laughs> like, hey, it's a bit slower out on the island. It's a bit, uh, and then you get to the the the, the bustle of Camarocho, and it's like, yeah, things are a bit hectic and a bit mad here, and it's, uh, and it's dangerous and exciting, and it's like, well, give me more of that. 
so now I'm back in Okinawa now, and it's like, oh, everything slowed right down again. <laughs> no. <laughs> back like, to oh. island living. Right, yeah. Do I do I want to just crap on through the main storyline, or like, do I? But, 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 but the problem with doing that is that's never really what these games are designed for. These games are designed to make you do the sub stories because that's how you gain experience to level up and things like that. And you mm. kind of do need to level up in preparation for the boss fights because, once again, boss fights are hard. Um, like the standard grunts you're going to fight all the time pretty much a walkover whenever you get to a boss fight you're going to be challenged um uh and sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad but um for for the most part I, like i've got I've, I've made my peace with that the boss fights are sometimes nonsense and you know <laughs> nonsense yeah and, and and just that's where the fighting system doesn't work for me half the time is like because you're mm. like you know uh, bosses can do things it's one of those games where like enemy characters can sometimes do things you can't like they'll just right, yeah, yeah, yeah. like shield just hits while they're in the middle of winding up for a move or something and it's like well can't i break you out of that and obviously you can be broken out of anything you do and like they can break out of combos that you wouldn't normally expect them to things like that and so it becomes a bit of a uh, a learning exercise to be like all right against this guy what can i get away with or uh did I happen to bring a particular weapon that is effective against this guy? Do I happen to be carrying something that I can mm. just burn through in order to get rid of this boss easier? Um, and uh, yeah, so the bosses still have that. And the, and the bosses tend to have way too much health. That's that's another thing. That's also mm. standard. They, they are um, quite spongy. Um, but all of that is not nothing new. That's, that's exactly what's been before. Um, but those are the highlights of the game. That's, you know, it's got the things you remember. It's like, oh yeah, that fight was real, real crazy and dumb, um, and it had this thing that happened in the middle of it. But even though it's got a little bit of that, I don't think it's yet. I'm yet to see the the heights of the crazy and dumb that the Kiwami stuff did, or the first storylines did. Like I haven't come across think, a, a shogun, ca- a golden shogun castle that comes out of the split remains of a previous shogun castle and then rises <laughs> up from the floor to be about three times bigger than the previous one. Uh, so do you think they? Kiwami Total Remakes emphasize the crazy that was oh, present I think in they, the original game. I think they do, because I think, I think the things Kiwami did like definitely improved upon were the sub-stories and everything around the edges. Mm. Like They didn't necessarily... Uh, they may not have touched the main story, but I get the feeling that everything around the outside of the main story was worked on and touched up. Um, yeah, because most sub stories in this so far have degraded into a fetch crest. Like you know, go here, get me this thing, bring it back, or fight mm-hmm. a guy for a thing, bring it back, or at worst, press the right conversation prompt, which is painfully obvious. Um, but then every now and then you get a touch of gold. It's like they're they're few and far between, uh, and I I think the I think the writing on those especially is just a lot less good. Um, than it was in the Kwamis, but then again, I don't. The Kwamis probably could have been worked on. They probably could have been touched up. Um, and I know a lot of the mini games in Kwami were added after the fact. They borrowed stuff from Yakuza Six, for instance, in Kwami Two, um, to make those those sub games better. Um, uh, which is painfully obvious in that there's a hostess mini game in this one as well. But it's the worst. Like it's really bad. <laughs> I don't really. It's just tedious. Yeah. And like and and and. I don't really understand what's going on. Like instead of like running a club this time, you're basically managing a single hostess and trying to train, like dress them and into the right clothes that the current clientele are after. And then, uh, or the right sort of, yeah. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing is creepy, obviously. A a little. Yeah. 
Um, and then, or like during your break times, train them on specific aspects that they're not, not good at again for the current clientele. And it's like, but that system doesn't, it's just, it, yeah, it's really dull. <laughs> it just doesn't really work very well. Um, it's not clear so, how you're supposed to be achieving your objectives. And like, sometimes you just don't because you say, do this thing. And it goes, nah, <laughs> and it's like, okay, why, why did that not happen? Um, I don't fully understand. Um, so I might, uh, maybe that's something I won't engage with too much. Um, do you think the hostess games in the Kiwamis were faithful recreations of the original, or do you think they would be I even simpler think, than this? Yeah, I don't yeah. think they existed right. in the originals. Uh, so do I you think, think they, they basically put in the latest and greatest hostess minigames from the latest Yakuza into like those I said, Kiwami like, ones? I, I, yeah. think, I think Kiwami 2 nicked its hostess game directly from six from six yeah and okay. uh and then modified it a bit um and also there's the the majima construction game which i think may have been severely upgraded from the one that was mm. in the original um this which is their sort of tower defense thing i don't think that was nearly as fleshed out as it ended up being in kawami 2 right. um you know it's, it's as, as i said before i think it's the stuff around the edges where they put an awful lot of work in um mm. um to, re to really make sing um uh, you know, there's, there's, I think there's, there's some nods, I and I wonder if they've changed some dialogue in three in places because they were like, there's a bit where it's like, oh, this rings a bell. There's like this, like where when you like start doing a hostess, start getting involved in that, it goes, oh, that rings a bell, and it's like, but it doesn't like fully address the fact it's like, oh, you don't just know your stuff. You just ran you, in the previous game. You ran a club to be the best in in Japan. <laughs> it's like, right, yeah, it doesn't just ring a bell. This was only two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were super hardcore. <laughs> At the time, it's uh, oh, yeah. I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 very weird, but it's yeah, it's it's still a yak as a game. I'm still enjoying it overall, but it's yeah, it's not a patch on the on the Kiwamis. On the Kiwamis, um, but like I I but I like mm, I'm I'm kind of invested now. Like I don't want to skip ahead to six. Couldn't you go backwards to zero or whatever? Um, like playing I forget, the I forget where prequel. zero fits in. I think, I think you probably could go back to zero at any time. Um, right. Uh, it's one of those where it's like it's a prequel, but it has knowing nods. Uh, okay. To to things in the future, um, and I forget where zero came out. I think it came out before Kiwami. Um, mm. So maybe before Yakuza Six. So if I finish five, then I can go back to zero. And then, <laughs> oh, bad. And then at some point, eventually get to Like a Dragon. Although you can jump into Like a Dragon at any time because it's not a follow-on. Hey, there's a lot of Yakuza games. Uh, yes, that's what I'm spending most of my time on. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, a bit of dumb punching. It's always good. Um, uh, I've spent. I've ended up sticking with Dirt Five in the end. I don't quite. Oh, yeah. A bit me. I'm not sure. I quite understand why. I think like like a lot of the races have actually started leaning more towards the cars that I have more. I think are more fun to drive. The faster cars, like the the straight rally cars, mm -hmm. for instance, and less of an emphasis on the slow ash trucks that you get at the start of the game. Um, I think all my problems that I mentioned before still stand, though, in that I don't like how the AI drives. I don't like the collision model. Um, uh, I think it's far—it's weirdly 
mushy and doesn't feel right at, at, at any point and it's not it's not quite there i don't i dabbled with the online play and thought that was weak um just a shame because i thought that might actually be where that game might sing because you don't have to put up with the ai right. but yeah. um yeah that that wasn't that wasn't particularly satisfying uh but but it's some yeah i mean there are bits of it that are good like i don't i i think the actual driving model is is fine like it's not great it's quite arcadey but it's fine it's sort of weirdly it's just it's just enough i think especially when you're driving the nicer the faster cars and you're possibly being challenged to deal with the course a little bit more precisely than you would in the slow ash trucks um that's their official racing category now, slow ass trucks. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, uh, it's, it's all right. And, and there are times, like I said before, there are times where the game is really, really, really good looking because of its dynamic lighting model. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's all right. You can just play, have a couple races, put it down. But what I didn't expect mm-hmm. is that I, I mean, last time you may remember, I had a real rant at it for doing those these cheesy ass podcast things. Like oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sort of bad storytelling that Dirt always seems keen on doing, and I don't know. It's it's getting better. <laughs> it's, it's getting surprisingly. <laughs> You're getting all, into all, it. It's getting surprisingly <laughs> all right. Um, oh, okay. Because what I didn't realize, right? Because I just thought, oh, they've probably got racing drivers to do these voiceovers, or like actual podcast hosts to do these voiceovers, right? Um, yeah. uh, in terms of the racing drivers, I couldn't have been further from the truth. They are, in fact, Nolan North and Troy Baker. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, play, yeah, AJ is played by Troy Baker and is your uh, your kind of mentor guy uh, who goes into a who goes into a bit of a rivalry with this guy called Bruno, who I think is played by Nolan North. And uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and, it's the Drake brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's bizarre. But I, I kind of don't mind just putting the controller down and just listening for a while now when these things happen. They, they started off ropey as, but they've... Uh, because there's a storyline developing in them now. It's weirdly interesting. <laughs> My favourite is the hamburgers of Kazurai Miller. <laughs> 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 Do you know those audio tapes? Of, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a classic. <laughs> So yeah, that that five. That's probably like for the most part. That's actually probably me. You know, we've actually been playing quite a lot of Rocket League. Uh, yeah, because uh, you know the season's coming to an end, so it's like gotta get the coloured crap. Um, <laughs> gotta get the coloured crap. Gotta get as much burnt sienna stuff as I can. Um, brown. The uh, you know dabbling in Pacer still. That game's still quite good. Still quite uh, you know. Uh, Getting on with it, it's fine. The one thing I will say about Pacer actually is like it's got this, every now and then it throws in a curveball event, which is like a one-off. Like it's not like there's a mode for it or anything like that. It's like the campaign mode will just be to just do something weird. Um, like here's a, here's a, here's a the last one I did was called Flowmentum, and it's a little bit like Zone Mode in that um, it's a survival challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you go far. You have to hit these gates that are on on the track in order to 
um, replace your shield and also increase your max speed. So, it, but your shield is always draining, so you have to go through these gates to keep your shield up. But every time you go through them, things get faster. Um, so you're having to deal with the track and the speed increase, whilst also then positioning yourself to try and hit these gates. And it it was just it's just a bit of a curveball. It's like you haven't done anything mm. like this for the, for the entirety of the rest of the game, and I'm I'm most of the way through the campaign now, and it's just like oh, it's weird. All right. But I kind of dig it. You surprised me. Weird that there isn't more of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was Pacer. Dabbled with Fuser a bit as well. Uh, Fuser it. and Pacer. Yeah, all the errors. I think I've said that exact cool. same thing on the previous podcast. <laughs> all the errors. All the errors. Uh... Zach, uh, <laughs> what have you been playing? Um, well, um, no, this... that's not uh <laughs> No, I, I'm the arm. It's mostly the... Okay. <laughs> so that's not true because I haven't played any games in um, Wait, or have I? Oh, have you? Uh, Opus Magnum. <laughs> there's Pokemon. That's fairly close. <laughs> Is it? I don't want to play with your Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went back to to um, Super Mystery Dungeon, I guess, on the 3DS. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. The first because, one. Uh, no, the, that's the second one. Oh. Super. <laughs> uh, super's in the name, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so that doesn't mean anything. I don't even know why they decided to call that one Super. <laughs> it's not like anything else on the 3DS was calling themselves Super or anything. New Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what it should have been. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was Super for some reason. But yeah, I went back to that. I was just like, you know, um, I don't think I really have anything new to say about it. I'll probably just end up saying the exact same things I said before, but it's been so long that I can't even remember what I said before. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it's, well, I guess it's sort of more relevant to what we've been talking about recently on the podcast, because it's another example of like, here's a game that has Pokemon in it that's way better than actual Pokemon games, because it's not made by the Pokemon company. Like Game Freak, yeah. <laughs> which is just like yeah i mean even back then same exa- same exact thing happening although you know it's a slightly different slightly different situation when it's because you know mystery dungeon is not uh you know a pokemon thing it's a it's a thing that you throw a random brand over like chocobo mystery dungeon or whatever mm. <laughs> there's lots of other types of mystery dungeon games have you so played any of the others or any, or any of the pokemon ones no any of the pokemon ones Right. So, do you know how similar they are? Or? Well, I've seen some of the Chocobo one, and it mm. does look, you know, pretty much the same mm. exact thing. Well, at least in terms of like how the you know dungeons are formed. I mean, maybe mm. the actual mechanics of the fights could be slightly different. Pokemon kind kind of seems like it inherently lends itself to that format quite well. Mm. I mean, I think we talked about that before yeah as, i think as so because well. yeah. it's like you might i think i've definitely said before it's just like they should make a proper pokemon tactics game rather mm. than that one that they did make which was based on ancient Jap- japan for some reason <laughs> but with pokemon <laughs> which seemed quite good apart from it was just weird it's just like why would you put it in that setting i mean ancient japan was full of like, enemy crabs so <laughs> well yeah or small <laughs> enemy crabs <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, 
yeah, it does. I went back to it and it's just like, yep, I still, this game is still good. It still has good music. It still has, has these Pokemon being better characters than any human in any Pokemon game ever has been. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing about that. <laughs> that's quite funny. And then I, even more than Team Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were characters in the anime, but not in the game. No. Well, I mean, they you do get Team Rocket in, like, the remakes of Red and Blue, right? Or Red and Green. They actually changed it so that... Because, you know, you fight Team Rocket, obviously, in... The, yeah. You fight generic Team Rocket generic, in the original. Yeah. But they modified when they did the remakes to actually have the Team Rocket that you know from the anime. <laughs> or had they done that right. in Yellow, even? Because Yellow, presumably, was oh, yeah, they might have done it in an anime tie-in, right? Yeah, because yeah. of the, the Pikachu or whatever. Yeah. Mm. That might have been Yellow. I don't even remember. It was weird. But yes. Um, yeah, I, I went for it again and was reminded of, like... It's a sort of a problem that I was thinking about where it's just like, maybe it's just because we've been playing video games for so long, but it's just like, you play, I played this game and I was thinking back to Jake's Infinity and it's just like, it's so easy to imagine a game that would just be a better version of this game. <laughs> right. Because all, all the things, when, you, when I was like, because Super Mystery Dungeon doesn't have any of like the base building stuff that Gates Infinity had. And it's like, I kind of missed that because it was like, it was a thing to do that wasn't just grinding the same, you know, grinding the dungeons over and over. It was like a whole different, you know, system, different mechanics built to give you something else to do, I guess. But they got rid of that. And it's just, and in some ways, there's bits of Super Mystery Dungeon where you can see where things that they've removed, but they haven't quite like fixed the other, fixed the stuff that's left. Like you can get you get these you get this type of seed that you eat, the called a training seed that makes your moves level up faster. Only on the floor of the dungeon that you're currently on. So you can basically sort of grind your moves to improve them. But there's two problems with that. The first is that there's now an explicit time limit. Like you can you can only stay on one floor of a dungeon for so long before it just kicks you out, basically. It's sort of like Spelunky or whatever with the ghost that appears and chases you oh, away. Right. <laughs> sort of that equivalent to that. Which kind of negates the whole point of using this training scene that you can only it that only lasts for the floor you're on. So you can't grind forever. And the second problem is that like there's the uh, that whole leveling up your moves mechanic also had like a second part to it in the base building element of Gates of Infinity where you could build like dojos where you could train moves that way and Super Mystery Dungeon almost doesn't really tell you about the moves upgrading like it has mm -hmm. the little icon that tells you what level the move is and you can see the progress bar going up as you use the move more and more and it has like a you know single page on the of a hint where it's like, oh, your moves level up as you use them. But mm. that that whole system is almost like forgotten about, <laughs> but it still yeah. exists in the game. Weird. You don't you don't get like a fanfare. You mean when you hit the progress? Well, I mean, it, it you get a little effect and it says in the text box that it's leveled up. But it's just like there's no because there's no other way to level it up other than just grinding it in the dungeons. It's not really. It's just something that happens. It's not something mm. that you really do intentionally any longer. And even yeah. if you try and do it intentionally using the training seeds, they've made it so you can't do that very well either. <laughs> You're not just engaging with it. Yeah. 
Is that just difficult to do? Well, it's because, it, because it's, like I said, the training seeds only last for one floor of the dungeon and oh, the dungeons yeah, yeah. kick you out. <laughs> yeah. So it's quite weird. There are a few little bits and pieces like that. All of the sort of seed stuff that where you used to be able to grow more of the seeds like mm. you could grow the training seeds in a field in your base and therefore get more training seeds and therefore be able to grade your levels easier but now you just very occasionally get a training seed and you can't you know grow more you just have to get lucky which is, again also makes them even more rare and not actually useful <laughs> do you want some seed pete but apart from that it's a totally good version of that game and and includes all the pokemon at the time that's <laughs> <laughs> the key thing 720 of them Blimey. which is actually kind of weird as well in in as because like all of the pokemon that you've recruited level up at the same time like any experience you own in the dungeon everyone gets and there's also a a shop in the town that you can where you can just change moves for free because in the obviously in the mainline pokemon games there was the move tutor guy where you could go and see him and he could swap out moves that you're that you've already learned if you've mm. forgotten them or whatever it's basically that except it's free and you can do it for every single pokemon and it and it just remembers it doesn't remember moves that they they've learned it remembers every move that they could have possibly had at that level oh wow Oh, right, so you can choose. So you can just choose whatever moveset you want for every Pokemon you have. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of ridiculous in that way. Yes, there's an awful lot to play with, basically. Yeah, and also because of the the specific mechanics of the Mystery Dungeon universe, like how it works mechanically, it actually is you know different from how Pokemon works normally, and it, that, again, makes it slightly more interesting if you've played a bunch of Pokemon. If you've played Pokemon your whole life. You'll actually use moves that you never would have bothered with before because it's like, oh, right. in this game, they actually are sort of useful. Mm-hmm. Or they work differently grind? enough. I think there might be a gear grind. Oh, okay. That's quite a grind. <laughs> I just thought it would be quite funny to be when you're grinding moves. It's like I'm grinding grind. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's just one called grind. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to say about that, I guess. I, I probably will continue playing it. Because the tr- other trouble, of course, is because this is a, a Pokemon-esque game on the 3DS. There was You only get one save, so I had to del- delete my old save to start over. It's like, oh no, look at all this progress on that. Delete. Hmm. Although I made sure not to look at it too hard, so I didn't feel too bad about deleting all this progress. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to look at the save file. Just delete it. <laughs> Don't look at the hour count. No, don't, do don't look at don't look at how many Pokemon I'd already recruited on this save file. I think I'm up to like 300 on this new run, so I'm like theoretically getting towards halfway through. Except it's not, you know, definitely not a linear amount of Pokemon getting unlocked. They come in bursts, and I think I've gone through the main like easy stuff. It's definitely getting to the point where I might actually have to grind for levels just to be strong enough to fight some of the hardier dungeons. Hmm. So that. Um, I briefly went back to play some runs of Into the Breach for some reason. I don't okay. really know why. Hmm. <laughs> but I did a I, couple... I recently uninstalled that. 
<laughs> I get <laughs> tempted to play that sometimes. Yes, you clearly should. <laughs> Go back and play more of it. I've forgotten all the all the teams though. Well, sure, but I mean, I never got past the first one. <laughs> really? Well, you know, one day we'll make a video of it, just like we did with FDL. Yeah, I guess. I, I <laughs> the never, first I never... one's the, sh- the shoving one, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, never, I mean, I they never... all kind of are the shoving ones. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, the one first one ga- it's one of those games that it's just a bit too, the run is too long for me. So I do it, like, you know, by the time I've spent hours and hours scrutinizing every move only to get boned up on the last bloody mission... There's only so much of that I could take before it's just like, yeah, I'm not going to do this again. My, I remember my only problem with that game was I needed a difficulty in between two two grades. I think it's pretty easy and normal. Yeah, I mean that was true of um, FTL as well, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. Yes, easy was always too easy in both of those games. And normal. See, I didn't try like... easy mode. I just stuck with normal. No, exactly, like... because easy was too easy, even if you didn't know. You could kind of tell. <laughs> Although it's a bit more explicit in Into the Breach because it, like, li- it literally tells you where it's just like choosing easy makes makes enemies, like two less enemies spawn per wave and hard yeah. makes two more enemies spawn per wave. <laughs> why can't you just, why can't I have a mode which is one more <laughs> enemy per wave? <laughs> just make it a slider. <laughs> yeah, please. But yeah, I went back to that. And well, I actually, I started a fresh save file and just was like, oh, I'll just start with the basics. Not that, not that there's really anything that you unlock. I mean, you unlock the extra different pilots and the teams, of course, but you don't really unlock anything else apart from that. Mm. So I went back and just did the first. I did the first team and the second team again and won both of them because I'm good at that game, apparently. Yeah, you were <laughs> On normal. <laughs> not like I've ever done a hard run. I should probably try a hard run at some point. If I can think of it. The thing is that, like, even though that game is obviously all pixel art and everything, it does do some decent kind of world building, and it is quite depressing (laughs) if you lose. Mm. (laughs) Because isn't it some kind of hellscape time loop where uh, you you just say, oh, fuck that reality, that one's screwed, let's do a new one. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) everyone on that earth is is, is definitely dead. Star Renegades was the same. When I was when, for the when I dabbled with that, that was the exact same plot line. It's like, yeah, you basically yeah. say, "Oh, we've lost this reality. Jump to another one." But I don't lose, so it's no problem. So it's <laughs> In my universe, it's all great. <laughs> <laughs> well, except the one loop, it must have gone bad for you, and have the time ability, right? Well, okay, yeah. The the, in, the intro of the game, which where there is that one that where he's like over the breach or whatever, where he's standing next to the giant robot right at the start of the game. I guess there right. is always one. Help. Yeah. <laughs> and I managed to get one more achievement that I'd never got before. Mm, that's good. <laughs> Which was unfortunate because it's not on my main save file. I mean, obviously the Steam achievement, I got that, but yeah. the achievement built into the game that un- that gives you like another coin to unlock another team or whatever. Well, I think I've already unlocked all the teams anyway. So I don't think I need that coin on my main what, save. What was it though? It was the do 12 damage in a mission with smoke. <laughs> with the smoke team. Because <laughs> somehow I didn't get that the first time I won the smoke team. Is that a team that doesn't really do damage then? <laughs> well, they, they do. do they do do, like, they have their starting equipment, they have the electro smoke, so the smoke does one damage per oh, yeah. turn. But that relies on the enemies being in the smoke at at the end of the turn, yeah. and and also you not killing them any other ways. 
But yeah, once you get the upgrade to the electro smoke, so it does two damage a turn, and once you get mm. used to the idea of just putting a shit ton of smoke everywhere and forcing the enemies to stand in it, <laughs> you can definitely get that achievement. You can get that 12, yeah. Because that run with the smoke team, I got kind of lucky where... Well, there was two things that made it way better. The first one was I, ha- I from a, my previous run, I, the pilot I brought through time was the, was one of the robot pilots who have their special abilities. They need power to turn on. Like they need a reactor core instead of in the mech. They need a reactor core for themselves to use their special ability. Right. But the one, the one that this guy has is he moves again after he shoots. So you basically get two movements per turn. That sounds effective. And because of the way the smoke, the jet in the smoke team, you you jump over the enemy and drop smoke on and smoke and drop a smoke bottle on them. That can be really awkward to use because it like you're putting yourself in like out of position in the process of your attack. But with this guy's ability, where you move again after you attack, it's just like it's no problem. <laughs> you move in there, you do your attack, and then you just move away. Easy. And then later on in that run, I also I didn't think it was going to be as you know, this upgrade always seems like it's not worth that much, but I got the upgrade that lets you not take damage when you're blocking a spawn. Right. So I put that on, and I was like, oh yeah, I can just, I can have that guy sitting on top of a spawn at the start of his turn, block the spawn, move, attack, and then just fly back and land on top of that spawn again. <laughs> it's just like a magic combo type thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you break the game by <laughs> finding two things that work together. Yeah. I forgot you took damage from blocking a spawn. That always felt a little bit harsh to me. It's like I made the effort of being in... Yeah. Well, you went to block the spawns with other enemies, though. That's the real thing. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the other upgrade that worked incredibly well with that team on that run was for the... Because you have that, that uh, the push mech that only has the push at the start, where it just shoves everything around it away. Mm. I, the, the upgrade that I got for that was where instead of pushing everything away, it just smokes every tile around it. Mm. <laughs> and obviously, because I'm playing the team where the smoke is electric, I'm just like, oh, that's just like another attack. <laughs> just dumps a, a whole five squares of smoke onto the land. Which, again, with that team, all you're trying to really do is just cover as much space as possible with smoke. Because the enemies won't intentionally go into smoke because they can't do anything in the smoke like if right, you're because yeah. like with you also you can't attack from inside smoke and neither can the enemies so they won't move into a smoke tile usually unless they don't have any other choices so if you just smoke enough of the train those missions become quite easy because the enemies just right. sort of sit in the corner <laughs> <laughs> right they've got nowhere to go yeah. yeah and it also helps you if you want to like defend an objective you can just smoke all the tiles adjacent to it and then melee attacking enemies can't even attack it basically (laughs) because they won't path into a well because they can't literally can't attack from those tiles any longer (laughs) so yeah that's into the breach the one thing i was kind of i was kind of hoping to do but also not because i was not on my main save file i've never unlocked any of the like secret team or well there's actually two secret teams and i've oh. never seen any of the like unlock things for them because one of the secret teams is like it's basically ftl you get like some of the species out of ftl oh cool <laughs> and but those those you have to find like a spe- there's a occasionally a specific tile 
has like a little glowing dot on it on a mission and then you have to like destroy that tile to trigger a drop pod but it's an ftl drop pod and then you have to get that to get those pilots i don't think i've ever seen any of those glowing tiles spawn though because that's just random and then there's also yeah. the secret mech team rather than pilot team is like well it's not a mech team you play as enemies Ah, <laughs> uh, okay but i don't know i don't even know what the unlock condition for that is so yeah, I mean, I should probably actually play my main save file again next time, <laughs> <laughs> right? Rather than risking unlocking stuff on a separate save file. Get all the teams on the main file. Yeah, see how complete I can make it. Do a hard run at some point. I did look at my main save file and then remembered that my best scoring team ever was the free ice cannons. <laughs> Even though they can't actually do any damage, that was still the best scoring team because they are so good at just holding the enemy down. Because ice is so sharp and... What was it? <laughs> hard and... Sharp, sharp hard and icy sharp. texture. But like, I, yeah, suppose sharp the, icy. I suppose sharp icy, and icy to describe ice is a bit much. Yeah. Fair enough. That ice but is yes. well icy. Yeah. The all ice team still still the best. <laughs> I still think about that at, like, opening for a segment on that Nick Frost danger incoming attack where he's like sucking at an ice cube and he just goes ice nice no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find that because I think I have the DVD of Danger Fifty Thousand Volts somewhere, but I don't, I don't know. They should be on YouTube, but they're not. I don't think. Maybe. And then I guess the only thing, other thing that I played was like a tiny bit more satisfactory, but I haven't really been doing much of that. Maybe because, well, I said I was on the experimental branch, and yeah. because it's the experimental branch, things were getting occasionally fucked up. A bit wonky. Like when they tried to fix the zipline mechanics and it made you just throw yourself a million miles into the air instead. <laughs> awesome. Fun, but not actually very helpful. And also, I think I said this before the last time I played Satisfactory, or well, the first time I played Satisfactory even, but like, the map is kind of annoying once you know anything about it. Like, once you, because it's not random or anything, it's a fit, perfectly fixed map and, it, mm. you know, it's all preset. But once you know where, like, the good locations are for whatever resource you need, it kind of ruins the whole you don't want to build anywhere else except for the best locations <laughs> so you're like oh, I, I've so scanned. then you end up in the same place every time yeah so then you just yeah. end up doing the exact same thing every time right yeah I mean it's a very large map so you can like if you do choose to start at one of the less one of the less optimal locations I guess you could say you're like oh, I, I know where all the good shit is but it's so far away that's actually quite a lot of effort <laughs> But it doesn't necessarily prevent you from doing it. Hmm. Well, setting yourself the challenge of starting somewhere not so good and then getting yeah. over to the good stuff. I feel like, in reality, that game should be able to have some randomization. I mean, they may not be able to have a randomly generated map, hmm. but you could theoretically, relatively easily, I would imagine, just make the like resource deposits random. Yeah, it should but... just be like the resource deposit should just be a location that that mm. resource spawns onto, right? And since all the resource deposits are effectively the same, it's just like a patch that you slap a mining drill on top of. It shouldn't 
you shouldn't need to redesign anything about that. Mm, that's true. So in theory, they could make the resources randomized at least, maybe. I mean, it wouldn't fit with the like design of the world as well, because you do have a kind of like the coal is in the sort of volcanic area and the sulfur is down near the hot springs. <laughs> but, you know, having it be random would kind of make it more interesting. Yeah. Could be an easy option to add anyway. Yeah. But we'll see. They're still working through their actual tech tree at the moment. There's, the last patch has just been quite a significant rebalance of all the aluminium stuff. Although that doesn't doesn't affect me any because I've never got to the aluminium stage. <laughs> Even in my original save where I got much further than I have on this run, I'd only just unlocked aluminium, I think, and I hadn't got around to actually building any of it because I was redesigning the entire rest of my base, which actually takes ages. Do you think the game will be moddable enough to have custom maps? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about the maps because it's already been modded quite a bit. Like, there's a lot of mods you can get for building, and naturally, there's mods to try and emulate sort of blueprinting and that kind of stuff. Doesn't work quite as well as like the mods do for Dyson Sphere Program, for example, that already have blueprinting in that. But the map is like <sighs> the trouble is because it's just this one set fixed map. I don't know if there's even a way for the game to like choose a different map like like the, the actual physical construction of how that game loads into the world might not even allow you to change that <laughs> but you know if they wanted to i'm sure that could be something they could put in at some point it's just they the developers themselves have always said no there's not going to be any any secondary maps there's not going to be any random maps <laughs> it's just this one map we spent all this time making this one map and making it you know because it's handcrafted, it's not randomly generated. So it's, although admittedly that doesn't save it from all kinds of weird glitches and bits where the you know ground textures don't line up and there's just holes and you can see through the back of stuff because it's not not properly blocked you off from going behind things and it's not a perfect handmade world, that's for sure. Hmm. Although admittedly, some of that is just because it's just like. They, you're, you can go anywhere and they don't necessarily hand design every single inch of that world. It's like, there are clearly just like, here's a big lump where there's just like, we've paintbrushed this, or voxel brushed, I guess, this lump of terrain into the world and it's clearly like, you're not, you're not meant to go to the back of this, but you can because you can just go anywhere. <laughs> there's definitely some kind of ugly, ugly bits of geometry. It's like, why would you go there unless you were happened to be well, unless you happen to have been flung a million miles into the air by a glitch on a zip line? But it's not like Motocross Madness where you get to the edge of the world and it explodes you back into the center. I don't actually know what is actually actually at the edge of the world. Like some on some sides of the map there's just like an infinite cliff, like the bottomless pit. But I think on some sides of the map, there's just like an ocean. Like, I wonder what would happen if you just kept going out. <laughs> You'd probably <laughs> just die. Hit some sort of kill plane eventually. Yeah. yeah, probably. That's just pretty much all. Just Rocket League, apart from that. <laughs> just Rocket League. Yep. I, I remember you guys have been playing League Sorry, together. Yeah. 
Yeah, a little bit. A little bit here and there, yeah. Although Robert's been playing some more by himself, which is good. Yeah, I've been spending some time in the extra modes. Like, honestly, like not really playing the main football, just um, dicking around in in the extra playlists. Because I find they're quite fun to not care about. Well, that is, I mean, I did end up going into like some of the extra modes a bit as well maybe hockey because that's the one that i well because that's the one that's most like the normal game <laughs> i don't <laughs> i prefer it to be mostly normal well, like, I, but, I, yeah, quite, I, yeah, to... I quite enjoyed hoops and drop shot so <laughs> i've been playing quite a lot of that <laughs> i mean going back going into those being like unranked and, and also because it's like there's obviously much lower population so your rank just springs around so much it might as well be unranked <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, going into there, I was just like, oh, I can not quite care as much. Not that I actually really care about rank, really. <laughs> or it's not so much that I don't care about it exactly, but it's like, I know what my rank is in the main mm. game. I know that my rank is going to oscillate casually between like the top of Diamond and the bottom of Diamond, because that's just what happens. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the next season of Rocket League is rapidly approaching. Not that that matters much either, of course. No, I'm not so con- I'm not so convinced by this season's styles. But as you as you sort of correctly said, it's like if you if you if you're in, you might as well stay in because <laughs> you know you just earn as much you earn enough credits for the next pass that way. Yeah, helpfully. <laughs> And, you know, this next season you can get an F1 car <laughs> because of crossovers. Or a NASCAR, yeah. if you're American. <laughs> yeah, but those, those are probably paid, aren't they? They're not in the season. Yeah, they're, they're the season going car. to be stored. And I already have a fake F1 car anyway. Yeah. I've got, I've and got it's much cooler. <laughs> doesn't have the old school um, engine, though, does it? It doesn't have, like, the... Um, well, the V8s or the V12s or whatever they had before, before they changed everything to the V6s they've got now. The screen. Well, I mean, the fake, the fake F1 car has quite an F1e kind of engine. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Presumably, the the real F1 car that they're about to put in might actually have the like an actual F1 sounding engine or current F1 sounding engine. Yeah, that's what I mean. It'll probably be a, the, the current V6 engines, which just, you know, they just don't sound as cool as they used to. I mean, they mm, could no. change. I mean, do you think when they put in the, the Fords recently, do you think those trucks sound like the real Fords? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I have no idea what those They do have a quite like. distinct engine. Mm. A bit burbly. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Burble, 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 burble. I think that's it. I mean, yeah, um, things I haven't been playing and sort of news, I noticed that they've just released another big-ass update to No Man's Sky. Yeah, I was going to ask oh, if yeah. you've been into that yet. Yeah. Um, the Expeditions Well, the trouble update. is it sounds like it's kind of a multiplayer thing. It sounds like it's kind <laughs> of a multiplayer exactly thing. Why. And it sounds like it's more of a guided experience, like yeah. Hmm. Um, it like, sounds like, almost like a, a, something with a point. Like you, st- everyone starts from scratch and then tries to work towards well, a goal. Well, yeah, it, so- it sounds almost like a sort of a, a run. <laughs> like you're not yeah. really playing the game like you used, like you normally do, just traveling around or anything. You do a run almost. 
which could be fine, but like, how long does that take? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. And how much does it rely on the multiplayer? Mm. I might go back. And yeah. It might I mean that they fixed I mean, the crashiness from the creature update, so maybe it's maybe I might go back to my normal play. <laughs> well, I mean, sure, there's that. And there are a few other things um, that they've mentioned in the patches. Well, mainly that I'm sort of interested in the like UI overall. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. that game's UI has always been problematic in some ways. But I don't know what they've if really... They... It looks like it's just a style change rather than a full-on well, redesign. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's not really a functional thing. But it might help a bit, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And I, when I, when they show it in the trailer, they show like the new scan visor, and I was trying to figure out whether I think that's better or not. It looks mostly the same, but it's I think it's a bit clearer, right? Well, the, problem, the scan visor can. The problem with the scan visor was like stuff you'd already colored, you'd already um, sorry, you'd already scanned. The color of which could sometimes be a bit annoying because it would be um, influenced by the color of the thing you were trying to scan. <laughs> So if you're trying to scan yeah. blue things, it could be kind of difficult to <laughs> tell whether you've scanned it or not yet. But it definitely looks... I think it like there's less of a like blur effect over it, judging by the video, maybe. It's kind of hard mm. to tell. Also, again, it's like I barely remember what it used to look like, so I'll probably just go in and not even realise that it's actually that different. <laughs> oh, wait, which scan are you talking, are you talking about? The sort of pulsy scan? Or the... No, like you're... the actual, okay. the actual yeah, visor yeah. scan. Yeah, I thought the visor scan was never particularly great. No, it was very weird when when the because of the way that they use like color filters on certain planets to make it look weird. When you get those planets where looking through the scan visor looks completely different <laughs> than what right, you're actually yeah. seeing, because it like takes away the actual filter that the world has on it, or puts a different filter on. <laughs> Kind of cool. There was way, definitely though. a couple of planets I'd been to where it was just like it's actually easier to see through the scanner visor than it is to see normally. <laughs> it's kind of funny though because yeah, I'm I'm okay with that because it's just like hey, the scanner visor is doing its job, <laughs> except on the, all the other cases where it doesn't. It does the opposite. <laughs> Makes it much harder to see. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's it. Cool. I thought I thought of something else I played that might be of interest. I played What's Panzer that? Dragoon remake. As in the uh, Saturn game, the remake of the Saturn <laughs> game, right? Uh, on PC. Uh, yeah, I've got mixed opinions about that thing. Because right. it's, it's, I mean, it's uh, it's not. Uh, I mean, Panzer Dragoon, the original, like, there's no getting away from the fact that the original game is very short. Yeah, um, it's, no, it's no water, is it? <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, no it's, it's definitely not water. It's like nowhere, nowhere, nowhere near to that, that level of quality. Um, but not even just in the, in the design of the game. Like, you know, the Saturn was clearly struggling <laughs> to run that thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, even if you, now that that's fixed and you play it like a, a somewhat stable 60 frames per second, it's um like yeah yeah there's still design problems here and there with how that game actually plays um but you know as a uh, prototype i suppose um panzer dragoon that eventually led to Orta, um it's all right 
Um, but you can you have to be aware going into it. You can finish it in an hour. Like it's a, it's a bit like res. Like you know if you if you right yeah if you if you just mainline it like you're gonna finish it pretty quick. Um, uh, and you know it's, it's not as polished or as uh, accomplished an experience as res is. So which leads to the the the, the big problem of of like hey why did this why does this thing cost so much like. Like it, the, the, its price tag is is like is really really hard to justify, um, unless you get it on deal or something. It went down to seven pounds, I think, on Switch recently, um, which is probably decent. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all it's okay. Like I think I think it probably would be more acceptable if you played the Switch version because I don't think they've really done much more than what the Switch is capable of on the PC version. Like it's not really a looker. Um, it's um, uh, you know, it's clearly improved over the, over the Saturn version, but it's still not really pushing any boundaries here and there. Um, it's a, uh, it, it gets by. It's got problems on PC where, like, whenever it swaps to play a video, the um, you, it will cock up the settings, so like you'll lose VSync. Uh, so you have to go back into the menu, turn VSync off, turn VSync back oh, wow. on again, and then it will, then it will. Yeah, it's like all the settings all reset. It seems when it loads a video, so then, <laughs> so then if you've changed anything or you want anything on, you have to go back in. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's not a great port. Um, and I assume you'll get none of that problem on on Switch. Um, it's uh, I mean, even things like like the video playback isn't great. Like it doesn't run very smoothly. Um, it's a little bit choppy in spots and. Uh, in, hey, I don't think the quality of the, what they've done to read like they've, they've got the ability to do like the, the fanciest full motion video imaginable, and yet they they've basically only done stuff that's like marginally better than what they could have done in engine. So why didn't they do it in mm. engine? <laughs> it probably would have looked better. Um, it's um, it, it's some weird choices, and yeah, there's not there's not there's not a lot in the way of extras. So like once you've done your playthrough, it's like. Do I really want to do it again? I guess I could do it in hard mode, which, as it turns out, it really isn't that much harder. Um, uh, and there's an achievement for trying to complete the entire game without using the lock-on shot, which is, you know, kind of the thing about Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, the thing about Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> so, uh, like, but then, of course, because like the way those guns work in that game, that means you're then forced to rapid press a fire button if you're going to try and do a run on that which i attempted i attempted to do a run like that and got in in hard mode and got scuppered by the final boss um and ran out of credits because my hit ratio wasn't good because that's that's the thing it's like you earn credits by like all extra lives by the amount you shoot down in each level so if you're not managing to shoot down a high enough percentage you're not gaining new lives so like by the end of it i ran out of lives doing the um hurt your fingers approach um, it does have an alternative um, firing mechanism, which I, it's, is kind of interesting, actually. Like you remember in Orta, um, um, basically your or Lilac Wars for that matter, Star Fox, um, you know, your aim and where your ship is are kind of tied together. Your your aim moves as you yeah, move your ship yeah, yeah. around. Um, in the in the what they call the modern control scheme, they actually split those two things apart. So your right stick aims your reticle, and your left stick moves where the dragon is. Um, right, independent. I, yeah, actually, yeah, I think that's decent. I'd like to see like if Panzer Dragoon yeah, ever came cool. back in a proper form, like a sequel to Orta, um, 
I'd, I'd like to, to see them stick to that control scheme. I think that works. Um, takes a little getting used to because it's like you know you're doing two different things. Um, but it's uh, but I think that works. I think that's neat. Um, so good on them for that. But hey, it's like if you want to play Panzer Dragoon, the original, this is the way to do it. It's still better than playing the Saturn version. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can see what's happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not unplayable. But yeah, if you if you spent the what twenty five quid on this, I think you'd come away quite disappointed um, with what you get Jeez. in the package. Yeah, like it would have been, it would have been nice for them to throw in the Saturn version. <laughs> why? Why not? Yeah. I mean, I know yeah, yeah. I know this is a ground up remake of it, but it would have been nice to like. Oh, maybe I can can go back and play the original Saturn version like I can in Orta. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can unlock the Saturn version in Orta. <laughs> the amount of random extras and stuff like Orta had all the like FMVs practically from the weird RPG and everything, didn't it? Yeah, it had, it had the original intro. You could watch the original FMV like there. I think it had some stuff from Panzer Two, yeah, and some story stuff from Saga was was mentioned in the box. Mm. Um, it also had that secondary campaign as well. Where you, the weird campaign? Do you remember where you were like this this kid in of mm. the Empire trying to be a trainee pilot, and it had these all these strange missions? Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Auto threw in for for what is you know a fairly standard ass arcade style game. They did actually try and throw in some extras, and it's they put yeah. they put work in. Um, that's a oh, that's a that's a decent ass game. <laughs> Play Gans play Panzer Dragoon Auto if you can presumably that'll be on a decent Xbox emulator near you. Yeah. I should probably give that a go at some point soon. Something to but, think but, about, yeah. But the um <laughs> I'm so I somewhat don't don't need to now because you know the the Series X compatibility is, is decent. So it runs at four K right. on my Series X. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. You just put in the the original just, disc. And it just put the disc in. It will, it will. It doesn't use the disc. It only uses it as verification, and it will download yeah. auto from yeah. from Xbox Network. And uh, mm. then, yeah, there you go. Four K Panzer Dragoon. Madness. It's decent. Oh, wonder if I've got my copy somewhere. Anyway, cool. Maybe I should try emulating Rally Sport Challenge or something like that. Those games are good. <laughs> <laughs> For the ice racing. Yeah. They're probably not as good as we remember. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. the problem is they're probably not as good as the ice racing in Dirt 5. So. No. <laughs> not, not so many snowstorms and fireworks. But yeah, that was my little... Right, well, I'm, I haven't been playing anything I've been moving, but totally now I've got things... Once I get... I just need to get the PS4 and the Switch set up. PS4's in its box. <laughs> Let me get that out. That'll do until next generation arrives. I can play Red Dead, at least. <laughs> wipe out, most imp- most importantly. Absolutely. Uh, um, and uh, I will report back on what that's like uh, next time. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. In the meantime... Uh, well, you can check out our YouTube channel. Oh, one thing though, like, this is more of an announcement for you guys, but I can tell the listeners anyway that um, uh, the 
I plugged, I got a new router, obviously from BT or whatever, plugged it into mm. the uh, modem. That's all working, but there's no real possibility of running Ethernet. And I don't actually have Wi Fi in my PC at all. So if, I, if we want to play Deus Ex, I'm going to have to buy a Wi Fi <laughs> card. <laughs> um, or, so or, we may, or there or may be a slight delay. Cable. <laughs> No, that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's miles away. It's miles away. Yeah, I thought I'd be plugging the router in the same room, but it's not. It's in. It's literally in the in the service cup, like the the airing cupboard, basically. It's right. Weird. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. That's happening because more that's more where often, the modem yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I've got. It's a, like a combined airing cupboard slash, you know, server room. <laughs> it's quite weird. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but that's fiber to that point, right? Which is pretty cool. Yeah. My, my brother's house is like that. It's all in his, his cupboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I will potentially see about that. I really need to replace the PC. To be honest, like the graphics card fell out in transit just because it's not secured properly because the, the, um, just because the, uh, the case is so old that the threads are stripped on the, <laughs> right. On the, you you know, can't actually tighten yeah, the so screw. You can't actually, no, you can't actually hold them in. So it's like, Man, I need to replace that thing, but that will be down the way. It, it, yeah. Hopefully, it'll boot and and play Deus Ex. We'll find wait out. for the GPU crisis to end. I know. Yeah. Well, maybe that can coincide with me, <laughs> you know, not having spent my life savings <laughs> <laughs> and being <laughs> the most most broke I've been in. I don't know, ten years. <laughs> oh, maybe not ten, seven years. Ah, right. Um, uh, so, but uh, Wi-Fi when cards aren't expensive, though, so that, when, that should be easy. <laughs> no, I can get a Wi-Fi card, and then I can play on Deus Ex, and it will appear on our YouTube channel. But there's plenty that we've already done for you to check out, plus other videos coming soon, I'm sure. Uh, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another Salacast. Well, we we might be back because I'm moving. <laughs> well, depending yeah. on moving, yeah. And whether or not I have internet or not may be slightly more important to how this works. I don't right. Know. <laughs> that is true. You might have to go to Zach's to record the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that could be a thing. I might have to sit in your garden. That could work. And... <laughs> <laughs> right. So we'll see. We'll maybe catch you then, listeners. Bye. <laughs>